A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Uh, morning, people from the Rebel City. Uh, Sonny and Bammy uh, Cork this morning. Dennis has, has gone away, but as I checked in late last night into a hotel, a night porter said to me, there is storm in a teacup, boy. He said, so it mustn't have been too bad down here, but if he was in the West Coast, he'd have known about it, or even in, in Mellow on, on Saturday. Uh, delighted to be di- joined by Jaron Owen, uh, and we've a special guest today, um, in Michael the Brick Walsh and it's great to have you Brick um, I actually didn't know what you sounded like except maybe roaring out at me a few times from the middle of the field until uh, you did a media yourself and Jamie Moynihan uh, gig for the higher education uh, competitions last week so you were on everything I think the, I think the journalists were nearly as uh, fascinated by to know what had you to say about things yeah one journalist said to me um I've been doing this 12 years and I've been chasing you for 10 uh, so uh, I eventually gave way uh, last week but look it's something I've never really concentrated on I've concentrated on playing over my career and I suppose kept away from the media side of things so it's a, been a change the last couple of weeks for me and uh, when you say like I would be you know the guy on our team will say uh, would have been that would have avoided that now ironically the current manager uh, would have been a guy that said very little Brian Lohan but, but Colin Lynch would have been demand that if journalists appeared at all, he just uh, t- was disdain. And this is long, let's say maybe ninety eight. He felt journalism had a bit to do with him getting three months, but uh, he 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 was a guy that just did never go in for that at any level and uh, focused. And uh, is it kind of like maybe a little bit of pisha rogues in some way that if you did an interview and then had a stinker? Yeah, I suppose I was brought up, and I'm, I'm the youngest in my family. I was brought up in a, a family that maybe would have believed that uh, the fellow that gave the big uh, uh, double spray, double page spread on the on the Saturday or Sunday didn't play too well on the, uh, a match day. And I suppose I kept away from it. But my thing was always concentrating on between the lines, you know. I, I suppose I learned young. I, I I was lucky enough to be made captain at a young age with Warford and uh, uh, you know when you're a new kid on the block a lot of people want to get hold of you and things like that and I always remember uh, I did a nice bit of um, uh, local gigs and presenting medals and there was pictures on the paper and all that and I remember I went back uh, to the to the set up in December for uh, pre-season training and I always remember Ken McGrath said to me he said, oh, does yourself is in it. I thought it was Linda Gilson for a while because I was on the paper so much. So I suppose you, you learn a little bit from that and kept away from it. And my focus was always on playing, you know. Yeah, especially, I suppose, with the likes of Ken McGrath saying it, you have to start to take note. What age were you, you made captain, Mike? Um, I, I, I was I was t- 23 going on 24. I just finished college and um, Justin was manager at the time. And I don't know what he saw in me at the time, but made me captain and I suppose was... Delighted with the uh, delighted to be part of it. I suppose I I come on my my place is is predominantly football in uh, Warford and probably wasn't the be- was never the best hurler in the world. But I suppose I was dedicated and always give my best. And I suppose Justin saw something in me and I I, I suppose I was lucky he, he had me captain for two years there at the beginning twenty three I was twenty four twenty five at the time. You'll be the captain, boy. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Well, come here. I always I always wanted to ask you as well. Um, do Stradbally hurl? 
Uh, we do, we do. In fairness, we we, we would have been uh, we would have been better a couple of years ago. We got to a, a county semi final back in, in senior in senior. yeah in two thousand and four. But it would have been predominantly football as our biggest focus. We're intermediate club uh, club team, hurling team now, but Strably is football and, and and always will be. And you know, I I think I know people have different opinions, but I think uh, uh, particularly the way hurling has gone now, where it's support, support, support as much as possible. I know there's the ball moves a lot f- uh, faster but I think the two of them complement each other quite well and I was lucky when I went back to my club it was we would have been in the l- latter stages of the football championship so I would have trained probably I would have had no break between hurling and football but or between club and back into county but I was lucky that it was a change of code and you know I, I, I see a lot of the top players now the Ballyhale fellas for example TJ Reid like they're, they're hurling 12 months of the year I suppose from my point of view I was changing from one code to the other so it still keeps it fresh but it also keeps it fit and you're obviously going to hurl and football on for the club yeah, even though I, I suppose I'm getting a bit older and and uh, I, I will, I suppose I'll keep going as long as they want me. But, you know, when you get to my age, I suppose you have to be realistic too. You can't, you have to leave the younger fellas come through as well, which they will, uh, please God, in the club, you know. But look, I'm still enjoying it. And I, I, I was uh, I was training yesterday morning, so uh, I, I bared the storm Dennis anyway, so I wasn't too badly off. Yeah, I, I can imagine there are uh, some some fella who's about maybe 35 or 6 and he's saying he'd give it one more year and he's after wintering well and uh, there'd be normally no sign of your man this time of the year because he'd be with Waterford for the last 17 seasons some some achievement by the way uh, and your man is a training yesterday morning and you're trying to shed the Christmas still leading by example I'd say fairness to the brick like one out there uh, does not often get a chance to say to talk about a guy who has a, a pass named after him in hurling really because uh, everyone over here going, give us the brick pass there when you're, when you're going to training so it's, it, was a, it was something that, that he became synonymous with like you know so it was uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say you know you, you'll be dead and gone hopefully you know that'll be another uh, 80 years time or whatever uh, but like I'm calling out drills and training and I'm saying right bought the hand bought the hand drop and pick drop and pick uh, hand pass hand pass Brick pass. Brick pass. <laughs> and they yeah. just thought, they all oh, know no. that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Throw it out and flick it. Yeah. And it was, I suppose, it was your way of coming up with these kind of rocks or getting away. You know, the, there was a big debate, obviously, in the Sunday game a few weeks ago with Don Logue and Jackie about the spare hand. Uh, and I suppose it was your way of getting that spare hand out of your system that you could flick out the ball and. Yeah, I suppose I, I, I've been realistic. I wasn't the most natural hurler, uh, far from it. Uh, and, and I suppose when I started doing it, I, I would have been in the ticket things. My, my game, I suppose, was being involved in the rucks and, and, and trying to win the ball. And generally, there is people hanging off you and it's a, it's a way of, of moving the ball. And yeah, look, people people tackle tackle the spare hand. There's no question about it. People are clever enough. Like So it's an opportunity of getting rid of it and, and getting a, getting a, maybe a longer pass than you would on the, uh, than a hand pass. But I, I, I think at times, sometimes it's overdone now I see I see people probably using it where the, where a hand pass would do at, at times I think it can be overdone like you know but for me it, it was maybe compensating for a lack of hurling at times especially at the start but it was an opportunity uh, getting it out especially when you're when you're in a, a melee or a rook trying to get rid of the ball yeah well I, 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 have, I have bad news for you and good news for you it's there to stay and it'll be there after you because it's just I've even come to our club training. I might be with the under twenty ones or giving a hand with some other team, and even the younger generations in Clarecastle. No, I know you came up and did a few years ago. I came up and did a great training session up there. Um, but they, they, I can hear them shouting it out. Briefly, <laughs> I says, so, I don't know, Jared, They never came up with anything after us. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> so, from his point of view, so I think he's been very modest there, Dillon, saying, you know, from his point of view, being a, you know, like Brick was a great player, and as we know, and from playing great service to Walford over the years. Uh, you know, to play over that length of time under three or four different managers, you know, and a great career. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's been very modest there and saying that his hurling was limited. He was a brilliant hurler. Yeah, and 10 football championship medals could <laughs> go on uh, outside of everything else. Owen, we can't, I suppose, help but kick off maybe at the general stuff of the weekend. Um, and we're biased down here and the Kilkenny boys uh, go balubas about us talking about this competition as if it's the absolute holy grail, the hearty cup. Um your take on the whole thing like you know called off at quarter past 11 out in Mallow um, it was your video that um, I think really opened people's eyes I, I, to, yeah well it might have opened the public's eyes but yeah, I think any, any of the officials hardly saw my video now unless they're in the meeting looking at Twitter but 
And it's the first time I've ever, I think, taken a video, but just couldn't believe when I parked the car and looked around me at everything flying everywhere that we were going to ask under 17s, 18s and 19s to go out and try and hurl in that. Like, and I don't want to be too critical, but I don't know what they were trying to achieve by bringing it back an hour uh, in the first place. What difference was 12 and 1 o'clock going to make? I don't know what the logic was there. I suppose the logic was maybe that the storm was coming <laughs> and it, it was, it, they might get away with before it hit bad. But you're still taking a risk, which you said is the biggest day. for a lot. These, this could be the biggest day for a lot of these lads. They might never play in a biggest game as a Hearty Cup final and you're taking that risk. It was unfair. It should have been common sense. I just don't see how common sense didn't come into this and it wasn't called off Friday night or even half seven, eight o'clock Saturday morning. I just... It was very, very hard to see how it went as late as it did. What was the mood like up there? Like, had people got out of their cars? Had they filtered into the stand? Had teams gone out for a warm-up? Surreal, surreal. Obviously, with Mallow being the sort of nearly four-star hotel that it is, um, everybody could go in. The early comers, anyway, could go in underneath the, you know, the reception area there and all that. And then the little astro pitches were being used by, I presume, Mallow underage teams Saturday morning, academy or whatever. Um, but the the Flannans players, I didn't really see the, the CBC players that say they kind of sat it out for a bit and waited for... The word was there was going to be definite confirmation by um, 11.15 and I arrived at, at uh, 10.50. Um, but the Flannans players were wandering in and out and then they eventually all got together and hit off for one of the warm-up Astro pitches. And it was just surreal. Like I, I, You picture being one of the young fellas, you're, you know biggest day maybe you'd hurl in now now I know a lot of them have hurled now before the Monster Championship as we know it now which we wouldn't have had to unless we got yeah, to that Monster yeah, Minor Final yeah. you know yeah but I did I suppose as to back what Owen said like that you know the conditions were well you know they were they were well flagged beforehand this was coming everyone knew that the storm was coming for the weekend you know I know it was a, it was a week in, in schools where the, I suppose the pre-leaving cert was on all week but you know, whether they could have played a match on a Friday evening and Friday night in Mallow under lights at 8 o'clock. Again, I suppose exams might be an issue, but, you know, that competition was played, I think the semi-final was played on the 25th of January and why did they have to wait three weeks for a final? You know, and the Ireland, I think the final of the Crow Cup, I think, is played on the last week, the last weekend in March. So, you know, they had plenty of time to play it, you know what well, I mean? CBC and had the rugby, you see. Listen, you know, I don't know how many players are playing. I don't know how many jewel players they have, Dalo. There's a few for the Glen. There's a few for the Glen. <laughs> we need my in here for this. <laughs> Michael Hajim, many jewel players in there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, so I'd say from that point of view, they could have, you know, I, I think everyone was saying the same thing. Quarter past 11, and, you know, the frustration when once it was announced was off, I think people were saying, what the hell was going on? You know, so they... You made a point last night. These, like, it was well forecasted. Everyone knew this weather was coming in, you know, as if to say, like, well, we might get away with it down here or we'll, we'll try to get it played. It should have been a blank canvas to play all those matches. It should have been called off for the weekend. I even think, like, whole whole households were affected. Like, yeah. like uh, we have a very funny story in, in my house. We, we played Middleton CBS in a hearty final long, too long ago now to be recalling too well. One of my teammates on that, his son was playing, uh, due to play on, on Saturday, but... Uh, we had hit off, as we did with the priests that time, they'd, they'd, they'd bring four or whatever, fill up the cars and off we go and the buses would be going separate. But my brother was that excited that uh, he was going out for a few pucks on the front lawn and jumped up and uh, got eight stitches across the top of his head. Uh, and that was the funniest part of it when I came home. Thank God we won it. And I said, oh, what the fuck happened to you? Like, <laughs> I was doing a bit of a warm-up myself there beforehand. You know? So, but I think I, I recall that, you know, as obviously playing for Flannans that time maybe I thought maybe this is the best chance of winning anything in my career except maybe a clear championship um, but you know the whole house was so excited in uncles and all that and um, you can imagine even the night before with fathers and mothers and you know I just think it, I, why he wasn't called off Friday night for me just not the 8 o'clock Saturday morning thing because you're going to bed even is it on? Is it off? You know, you've enough to be thinking about. That's why I thought it was a bit disrespectful almost and to degrade the fixture when you say the tradition and what it does for families, the way they treat it, to leave it as late as they did. Even last year, like with what, seven and a half thousand in Park you're in and the carnival atmosphere. And also this is a big money earner for Monster G. Let's not like yep. dance over that. Like they would have known they were going to take a hit if they'd played that game because how much would you have got in Mallow? You wouldn't have got a huge crowd. So just from all those vantage points, I just don't see how they didn't make the decision 
earlier than they did. Um, and as you said, lads going to bed when they shouldn't have been like, am I going to be playing a fixture tomorrow? And as Joe rightly pointed out, there's lots of space in the calendar. Like they're not even playing it next week, I believe, because lads are gone on midterm break. Their lads are away on holidays. There's plenty of wiggle room in the calendar. So um, it, didn't need to, it didn't need to come to this. It's back to Saturday week, as I understand. I think the, the Leinster final is on uh, this weekend coming. I think Kieran's in class on, so... It's not going to be that. One of the other things I have a bit of a bugbear about, like if you actually need a back door in the All Ireland Colleges post primary, you know, the old style where, you know, the Leinster winners, the Munster winners, and the Connacht winners, usually one team, if you won the Hearty, you went straight to the Ireland final, and the other two played a semi final, or vice versa. Um, I, I, do we actually need, I mean, some competitions are just best left to knock out. And you know what you're getting into, you know, you've, because these guys have so many other competitions, you know what I mean? I understand at Intercounty why we had to change, because Pellas were putting so much in for so long and they had nothing else <laughs> except to fall back to their clubs, which obviously we know is hugely important, but these guys are involved between football, hurling, under 20s, county minors, club senior, club under 21, club minor, it, like these guys are, like I know, we, we have six of them on the panel and we we have uh, four of those on our under-21 panel and we're playing in three weeks' time and we didn't want to go into a two weeks' time again. It only gives us a week, really, to have them. So, uh, you know, I just think that there was no need, really, to go down that route with that competition. There's a motion coming to Congress to tidy it up a bit, so I think it will be finished a bit earlier. There's also, I don't know, I'd be keen to get your thoughts, and there's also a motion coming with regard to the B schools. I don't know what, obviously, you played Harty. I don't know what level the lads you played up to finish the B at provincial level and like I don't know does that deny lads a chance I remember Michael Diagon's two sons I think they got to an All-Ireland final there two or three years ago that was a massive day for them I think they won that so I don't know what you think of finishing if you're like if you from a, a, a school where the hurling isn't as strong and you're playing in B or C there is a chance there to win an All-Ireland but they're trying to take that away from that so I don't know what you well I, I, I was lucky enough we, we, we were B obviously we never played in the Harty Cup but um, we, we got to a Munster final and we were beaten in the Munster final and that was the end of the road for us at that stage there was no uh, as you said back door in terms of a Munster final but uh, a for team actually went on to the All-Ireland final and even in the football side of things we were in a a B um, All Ireland final again and last day out in the final, but I think it's a great competition. You have to you have to support it uh, 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 in terms of when you're playing. As Anthony said, it's massive, absolutely massive. But I think overall the GA at times is very regimental in terms of um, their fixtures. There has to be a backup plan as well and a, and a fixture there available for for this situation. But at times it just seems to uh, play it by all costs and move on to the next game. And regardless of the uh, of letting the, the players play to the best of their ability I think that can, that can be an issue and look I know fixtures are a big issue when you're bringing in other sports and things like that when you have rugby and things like that but I think really you, you, there has to be a backup plan in terms of fixtures and if, if this goes wrong there always has to be a backup plan and at times it's not there and things has, have to be played by by uh, a certain date and that's it but you have to you have to look at the bigger picture and we're in Ireland after all and weather can play a massive factor in that yeah like I wouldn't be a fan like of not having an All Ireland. I have to say, you know, because the best of one, pro- you know, uh, I know just the Flannans thing with Cairns would be a great rivalry, and you wouldn't meet him all that often. And Flannans have gone through a real trough period, if you like. No All Ireland, no All Ireland, no no Harty in fifteen years, and no final since two or seven. But um, I think, in the, uh, just to give it a bit of balance, the Cullum did an interview with the the, the Munster Colleges, uh, and they. Their attitude was that both colleges wanted to play it, and that's why they wanted to leave it as long. I don't know. That's that's their line, so we have to take it as as. Um, anyway, it's gone back to Saturday week now, and hopefully we'll have a good day, and and, and the both teams can show yeah, off their yeah. wares. You know, um, I suppose. Look, we we nearly have to stick with the the weather. <laughs> we should have got someone in from Metair and all together this morning, but uh, I suppose the like the matches in the league as well. I mean. The whole thing is back to the wall now, Jar, isn't it? Um, you know, in terms of we don't have a date really, and the league final is fixed for the twenty second uh, of of March. Yeah, from now on, I think every Sunday is was was taken up. I think from from you 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 play right through. 
Uh, our last league game is we go to Galway on the 1st of March and then you quarter-final, semi-final, final rolling in straight after that. So I presume it means that the, the, the final will have to go back to the back a week, I would imagine, at this stage. So it's uh, just unfortunate that there's no one in, you know, sitting in there and it's going to you know, it'll be interesting to see what they'll do because does it make it, you know, the, the last matches, I suppose they always want to play the last matches at the same time on the same venue, so there's no kind of... There's no uh, with the games going on that, that you know that, that they're all competitive and that there's, yeah. that there's no there's no games that don't matter. Um, so what's the score in Torlas? Half time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. I so, but I presume it'll go back. They all go back a week and, and see what the story is there. And, and we wound up last year with it going back a week. I'm not. Did it go back a week last year, or did you just plan to play both finals together? No, it went back a week. I think there was a problem okay. last year with some fixtures as well. You played in that, Mike. I, I was at that. No, it was a great occasion. I, I know. Now look, you you didn't go so good, and and, and Limerick. Uh, BT fairly comprehensively but it was I stayed on a bit for, for Mayo and, and uh, stayed on for a while now what I have to say but, but uh, you know I saw a lot of scenes that night and how much it meant to Mayo I suppose to, to win a national title yeah well that's the thing like, especially with league finals in a, in a, in a big setting you're not, the crowd mightn't be there but at least when you have the four teams uh, hurling and football it, it makes it that bit bigger you know and it is it is great to have it as a double hitter you know it's an opportunity to 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 swell the crowd a little bit like you know and and it was look it was disappointing for us but it was still a, still a great opportunity to play uh, at the time at the uh, was the best team Limerick were the best team in the country at that time in, in April or whenever it was but it was an opportunity to play in big stage with, with a decent crowd in terms of the footballers being there as well Yeah and uh, I wonder Owen would there be a possibility of using St. Patrick's Day for no, like obviously Limerick could host Waterford at night time, but that poses all its own logistical problems with fellas working, you know, getting off work and 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 any time they tried that in in some of the lower divisions in football, I think going back over a few years, and there was so many complaints like who's going to compensate me for taking a half day here, and but I wonder could if you played on a Saturday, Paddy's Day is a Tuesday, yeah. It's, Wonder would 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 maybe Galway and Tip consider that? No, it's not easy either. Like. They are looking for something for Paddy's Day because obviously there's a massive void there right. to fill. Um, I think under twenty football championships, what they had been looking at, obviously I don't think that's going to be going to garner a huge amount of attention. So that could potentially be something, but that will have to be decided by the two counties. Because if you're working, you have to get time off with your boss, or if if you are doing a half day, you're rushing from. I don't know if you're if you're Tip Harder based in Dublin, you have to get to Salt Hill or wherever. I don't know. Same with Waterford, coming to Limerick. Um, and even just with the whole thing going back, like it will now, it's supposed to finish now on the same weekend as the football, but the football finals are um, are penciled in for Croker to four them. So there's no guarantee that Hurling's going to get back up to Croker. Well, so you're the lower division football. Four finals. and three is okay. on the Saturday final, okay. two and one. The Hurling got very lucky last year in that one of the divisions there was a there was a mess there with the fixtures as well. So they had to go back a week, which created the opportunity to put the division two final back to the Saturday night and allow Waterford and Limerick come in on Sunday. So hurling people now are hoping that there's a similar... There might be an option not to play the three lower division finals on the Saturday, would there? <sighs> there might be, but how happy are, I don't know, the Division 2 teams with that when they're... Or as of now, good. they're... Yeah. Be good. So someone's going to have to compromise, I'm saying. And then there's just no guarantees hurling will get in there and you could have hurling Division 1 final yeah, competing on the same day same as a football day. at a different venue, which yeah. is it's not ideal, but the GA have created this mess yet again. How many, is this the third year, fourth year now where we're seeing this happening? I was just saying it last night there, obviously, we've no guarantee that we're not going to get another weather episode, like, because the last couple of years, late February into early March, have been, you know, we've got the worst of the storms nearly, so one more uh, wipeout weekend, and we're in huge trouble with our with our April month. The big anomaly for me, I don't know, I said it. I was about to ask you, I was just about to ask what G3 hurling men oh, thought, because Jesus. this is, and everyone's talking about, this is what's causing it, um, and do do we need them? These hurling quarterfinals. Well, look at we, we have a Cork selector here, and uh, I'm not going to put too much pressure on the man. Not today. I, if it was this time last year, I'd absolutely <laughs> really about this. I won't do it him today. But like a lot of counties, sure, won't mind being finished in two weeks' time. Yeah, so that's that's up to each county, I suppose, in relation to how they look at it. They know, like, if you don't qualify, you have the whole month of March off. You know, and then you finish the eighth you're fi- of March. You're, you're finished. Well, the, if you don't qualify, you're up to now. You're you're, you're finishing the first. Uh, we were finished our last matches on the first. Okay. If we okay. don't, if we don't, if we don't, so the quarterfinals are done for the, the following weeks, eight, and then semi final and the final. Um, so that, that's the call you make. If you qualify, you you do get extra matches. Some people take it seriously, some people don't. But you're then finish up maybe playing a challenge match in, in some shape or form later on in March. But it does give you a chance to get a bit of band of work done. But uh, I think when you look at it, every year this quarterfinal comes up for for debate as to why, uh, you know, why do we need quarterfinals in, in the National Hurling League? 
just 50% of the teams will qualify, 50% go out. You know, I think it even should be top two, not even top one even. You know, if you're trying to save Sundays, you don't need to qualify in the league, you know, and I think I think that's, if we're looking for fixtures there, there should have been a free weekend there. And I would go straight to the semi-finals, top two semi-finals, every, you know, A plays B and B play A, and, and I think that's the way to go. I think, but every time it comes up for discussion, I think maybe it's probably a financial issue because I think the, 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 obviously the counties that qualify, there is, the, there is the benefit of an extra game, extra funds, extra monies, you know. So that's a quite but like the argument would be all along like about dead rubber games if you went straight to semi-finals or even straight to a final which I know the year Dublin won it, it went straight to a final and, and the last weekend was full of drama now was, they were lucky in that I suppose it turned out but like the quarterfinal is a bit of a dead rubber anyway isn't it yeah I think I think there's there's no requirement for a quarterfinal really other than must be to do with revenue to be fair like because a call of speed is speed like you're, there's more matches now than ever in terms of inter-county you've a, you a league system and you've a championship league system so it's not as if the players are crying out for matches either you know he's bang 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 every week there has to be an opportunity maybe for that week off to prepare for a semi-final or whatever or for this scenario where the weather has impacted it and get it in there like to be fair you could and as well as that like the semi-final look everyone as a player I suppose you'd love to be part of a semi-final but you could potentially pick the top team from each side because you're after getting what is it four or five games like already in in it at a at a, at a top level and it, I suppose at the moment maybe play teams are looking at it a little bit more to get an opportunity to try out players which is fantastic but if they had to win every game to make sure that they're at the top of the league to get to a final I think it would make it more important uh, every game whereas now you can still finish third and qualify for for, a league, for the league knockout stages so maybe the fact that the quarter final there is there it impacts the um, the emphasis teams are putting on every match every week because they can maybe not ease off but they can they can concentrate on the week after if they lose this weekend it's not the worst thing in the world but if you're if you're trying to get into the top two every game is important or the top one yeah you look at Limerick like they have two big wins up and they had named their team for Saturday night and they had five or six changes again nearly every week they're they're you know so you could make the argument dead rubbers but they're just experimenting trying to get their best out I know the money go, go, goes to different bodies but it's still all going to JA as far as the ordinary guy in the street is concerned like so we're saying look the league semi-finals I, I, I said it it's a couple of lads you know Henry Martin great Limerick supporter Henry Gary Spellman like so there's no way they're going to get rid of league semi-finals they'll always the money aspect but, but it's, it's the county boards obviously more so than the than Dublin because it's, yeah. I think Crow Park before they were somewhat leaning towards abolishing them and Central Council all these delegates who would have been mandated by their county boards said no hold on to these because the county boards are getting a percentage mm. of these qualifying fixtures because they're played, they're played at home you, but surely now we could reach a compromise whereas when we played our, and most of your career um, you had four games max in Munster you had the quarterfinal game you had two semi-finals in Munster final we have 11 games in Munster now. Like, surely we could come to some bit of a divide up the Greed, cross. greed. Ah, but like, surely. I mean, that's a complete anomaly to me. Like, you know, that what, what a quarterfinal gate would bring in. We have two quarterfinals this year and we have two semifinals. That's still only bringing that four games in Munster nationally up to eight games, let's say. And you have 11 games in Munster, 11 games in Leinster, um, with the possibility of more games coming in in Leinster if this motion has passed to keep the extra team up. Um and surely if they came together and made an agreement, I think we have to streamline. We can't be up to the to the button it or else we're going to have to get rid of Club Month. And like in Clare, I know it wouldn't work in Cork now probably. That's the thing because you've so many clubs and you, you, you've such a scale. But in Clare, like there's no club championship going to be played in a hurling or football in April. And people are nearly happier though, players because they know like you know, they know they can plan their their holiday for two weeks in the sun in late June, be back and get in a good, you know, seven, eight, eight weeks down to the county league going along all, all along. But there's no championship and and all the club the clubs voted on that. They could have gone for two rounds, but the club said no. And they came back from their own clubs. And obviously the club manager of the, the club senior team or intermediate team, whatever he be, he'd he'd have a big say in how the club went for that. But the clubs nearly universally went for no championship until August at, at least. 
you are the outlier though in oh, Munster yeah. not to yeah. um, like well, Waterford not too far behind now. They they, one they, 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 you do play in April know, one we, of each we play, we, we, we play uh, two rounds of football as well uh, but yeah you see it's, it's a big problem at the moment like it's the overall debate like in terms of the the club fixture it's easy for me now to be saying that when I'm back with, uh, solely with my club like you know but it is it's very difficult it's a, it's almost like a token thing really that you, you, you're you banging your three club games but there's no calendar really for a, cl- a club like you play three games and then off you go for, forget about you for another couple of months and fairness is easy for me it's probably uh, for, to say that now that I'm back with my club but it's always unusual you know you, 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 you give your token month to the clubs and then forget about it with the county you know so the overall debate there I don't know but it really has to be looked at because it's killing the club team the club thing at the moment it's killing the the crowds going to it and, it, and, it, and it's and it's turning players like you look at it now in terms of perhaps not the top club teams you see him I was at the uh, in Crow Park for the club finals probably the age profile wasn't over over the top but now you see it there's a lot of in club clubs now, the the twenty to twenty five, twenty six year old is maybe not 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 to the forefront that they once would have been. Whereas you see now, a lot of fellas playing into their thirties now a lot more in their clubs because because of the whole system. You know what I mean? Because you play your April, forget about it till May, June, July, and back back again August, September. You know what I mean? So I think it, it the overall thing has to be looked at. Uh, how 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 to solve that? I don't know, but it really has to be looked at to make sure that the the club fixtures, the club players, looked after a bit more. And again, easy for me to say it when I'm back to it. This task force that's published their work there this year, when they were looking at one of the calendars they proposed was. You're starting in April because I think people accept now that in dual counties such as Cork, they need April, otherwise they're screwed come the latter end of the season. But one of the recommendations during summer was to intersperse club fixtures with them, with championship fixtures, that you play club fixtures where where John, who's 27 or 28 in the Cork panel, would go out for, for Bride Rovers and you'd play that two or three weeks before Cork would play. We'll say Obviously, you could during the Munster Championship because the games come so thick and fast, but into into late June, July, that you would start your club championship games then where possible. I don't know, would would you see that as being doable? That's been thrown out there. And obviously, there was a lot of intelligent men in that committee, and that's mm. one of the main things, the best things they saw they could... Could you shorten it again, Derek? Could you shorten it again? I mean, there's a lot of lads, I remember Babs in particular, coming out with an article in one of the papers saying, we're giving away a September and the old Ireland first Sunday in September. and Like, it hasn't, it hasn't bothered at a jot coming back two weeks to August. Could we come back another couple of weeks? I suppose you could. Um, there'd be nothing stopping you doing it. Like, but if I suppose from a marketing point of view, and a branding point of view, you're giving away uh, a lot of a lot of time in the summertime. Then, where I suppose traditionally the GA was always went through right till September. And if you bring it back again, I suppose you are giving opportunities to other sports to just, just just in the middle of that, like with the way club games now are being covered yeah. and you know really being bigged up as opposed to the past. You know, with live streaming and TG Car and even RTE showing club games. Uh, air showing club games and like is there an opportunity there maybe to even make the club scene that bit more vibrant and really big and you know even follow I know Barry Hale did the back to back but Boris Lee's story was yeah. was a great story all, all winter wasn't it yeah it probably was but I, I'm not sure that there's much room to bring it back much more you're heading into the bank holiday weekend in, in August if you bring it back another two weeks you know into the summertime that's when you want to be playing Hurlingdale you know July August that's the time you want to be playing it Playing in conditions like we were playing yesterday, like is was you know this, it's not it's not conducive. There's no sport. No mind playing hurling, going out in the middle of yesterday. Whereas, whereas all along, the, that's the time you want to play. Summertime, you know, those are the months you want to be playing. And I suppose if you you know you're trying to cut it back, and it's 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 a very difficult conundrum to try to try to sort it out because this uh, this is this is not easy. And I suppose a couple of years ago, when this, once they gave April away to, to the clubs, it kind of it was going to cause an impact, you know. And it's very difficult now, even for even for players now that are not in, on intercounty panels, back in our time, mm-hmm. you use the championship and your you know your local club championship as an opportunity to get onto your intercounty squad. You yes. know it was a it was a good it was a good barometer to look at players to see how a fellow was going. Now they have no chance. You know they have a game in April. You know, and so it's very hard to for a guy who doesn't make the county panel at the start of the year. It's very hard to make the breakthrough. Yeah, like and just I, I have to say I was involved with Kilmacode the last two years, and I mean talk about a joke the April games. Like we were in a group last year with Nafina. Fogs and O'Toole's um, and they deliberately put on the two fancy teams in it which would have been Croaks and Nafina as the first match and a drawn match um, and then I think 12 days later <laughs> and Dublin trained in between we got them for one training session for the first match and one 
and I can see Matty's point of view like he was faced into Kilkenny yeah. as his first match uh, and we've been at both sides of the fence yeah. I suppose you know so um, and even talked that they would be off and would the clubs agree but the clubs wouldn't agree but like we played literally 12 days and then kind of good luck lads we'll see you now for a league game in three weeks yeah. and the lads going to America make sure lads you're back by you know the last weekend in July and obviously the finals in America are probably not even played at that stage and a lot of them are gone hurling it was just and you had a scenario then at the end of that where O'Toole's lost the two games and we're gone out of the Dublin Championship in April and I mean that that again is, a, is, is terrible like I think at least in Limerick where you have that kind of group of six and six am I right on? that's yeah, the way yeah, that yeah, yeah uh, you know at least you wouldn't be gone anyway and you could hit form in the autumn and win your other three games and, and qualify for quarterfinals but to be gone in April is just something and especially a great traditional club or tools in Dublin they would be when I went up to Dublin first I think I had six or tools guys in the panel you know they were, they were great guys the Rhines and, and uh, you know uh, um, the Cartons and, and these guys they were they were top Jeromara Philly Brennan they were really you know they were stalwarts of that team um but they've struggled with numbers um, in recent times. And to be like, what hope have you progressed in your club in, in 2019 when you're gone out of the championship? A few league games, relegated in the league, and you're starting this year at a fair low low level. That's unfortunate. Like, but unless we go inter-county season, club season, separate the two, have two blocks, which I, I, I don't think is doable, can you, can you marry the two of them together during the summer? Is that do them? So you don't have your case where the boys are going to America... Where your club mates are sitting on there, on there. So is that is that plausible? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, following social media, you've an awful lot of guys of the opinion to go back to the second Sunday in September and the fourth Sunday and run your club championship concurrent. Like, concurrent. Between, yeah. As you said, Jerry, like a fella would hit form in a club match, be it a you know a third round in Cork, and this fella plays out of his skin, and the, the county manager has no option but to say bring him in. And we'll try him and train and see how he's going. Yeah, we'll get one opportunity to see the lads on the you know, 19th of April as there's a round of championship matches on. So unless unless maybe before that some fella produces a bit of farm training, playing a few league matches, that's his only opportunity to put his hand up because then he's free, he won't play again until August. You know, so it's a, it's a very difficult one. You know, there's a lot of debate about it, what's right or wrong. Like that, it's a very unfortunate in Dublin. Maybe just one round. Like you have to stop. You know, I suppose getting if you lose two, you're out. That season is over. So maybe if they played one round at least. At least you have some chance to come back in in, in August to yeah. get to you know to you know to get a second chance. Yeah, and inter- very interesting as well. No, I'll finish. Leave it at that. Um, you know, Tom Ryan obviously came out with a hard hitting that the you know things have to be capped as regards the preparation, and it's not sustainable going forward. And then all the the candidates for president were interviewed, and one lad suggested we get rid of the nutritionalists altogether. Like we go, we go back to hoping that the mother has a good dinner ready and not chips and burgers at home. You know, I like I just some of them just talk about towing the party line. Oh, God love them. Uh, someone will get the job, I presume. But you know, I mean, we you 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 can be taking a backward step. Like if you're Liam Cahill got into Waterford, and you're seeing what's going on. We say tip last year. Obviously, with Tenio being a great, you know, they spent a lot of money, has been documented. We know Limerick mm. won for very little. They're lucky with the, with the guy there, the Dubs, obviously. Um, very attractive for any sponsors. But like if you're Liam Cahill, if you're Brian Lowe and gone in as a new manager, you have to keep up with the Joneses if you want to get yeah, success. That, that's what I was going to say. Like The big thing like is you're not going to say Brian Lowe or Liam Cahill. There's no one in Watford or, or Clare going to say, well done, lads, we got our championship. Uh, the, cl- the club players were fantastic. They had a great club championship, but he, got be- he didn't get out of Munster. No one is going to say that. And that's the other side of things. Like We're all, we're all here talking. There, there's, I suppose, and, and a lot of people have spent years talking about it but the the club thing has to be looked at and then from the from the inter-county point of view you're in that bubble i suppose and and you're looking for 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 everton to go go to go to as well as you can and then you go back to your club and you concentrate on that and fairness look uh, no 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 inter-county player wants to miss out on their club and things like that but the, the overall thing has to be looked at because you, 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 there's there's club players suffering due to the lack of uh, competitive games they're playing you know what i mean and and even i, I 
to know now. I, I know that, as I said, I was at the, the club all Ireland. It was well attended and all that. But the club fixtures are probably weaning in terms of attendances and things like that. And in fairness to the, the media, they did, they did, they put on a lot of uh, club games uh, during, during last year, which is important to promote it. But I suppose it's it's looking looking from the players, but the club player point of view and how how you get those fixtures in. And I suppose to marry that with a with an inter county manager that that he's going to be judged on the success of his inter-county team and the preparation that's put in that's that's the problem and a lot of those and then the other side of things you have a lot of clubs that are different we talk about Cork I suppose Cork have a huge tradition in terms of football and hurling and massive amount of clubs how do you get them in during it but I think the overall thing has to be looked at and and, and uh, solved or else you're going to look at a, a, a real breakaway in terms of the elite playing inter-county and they'll, they'll keep the, the gap will get wider between club players and, and the state Step up is going to be massive to get a 23 year old that has only ever played club to try and get on a county team is it doable maybe not you know yeah yeah we could it's, it's as you as you said on the best of minds have have sat down on this and it's it's a struggle struggle to and of course the dual thing i think also makes it just almost impossible like it was a time in clare we were cool enough with uh everyone in the east hurling and everyone in the west football but now we have so many you take a Conor Cleary, who's full-back, centre-back, and he's also a Milton Malbay stalwart. You take Cratlow in the football, and we had Colin Collins here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and you know, um, how, how successful they are at both codes now, and, and I presume it's huge in Watford as well now. Mm-hmm. So, as I look, at, it's not going to be easy solid, but it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what's going to pan out, I think. Just the whole fact of the storm over the weekend, look, we have to put our league final back a week, more than likely. So I think that's the interesting. We'll we'll after forty minutes we'll talk a bit about the action, but I honestly don't feel there should be too much about the action this week because, for me, and I said it last night, there should be no matches played in those conditions. You said that your hurling just is just almost impossible, but just on that, your you got out of Mullingar. Uh, we did very wet and uh, a very windy Mullingar. Uh, so we're still drying out after it, but yeah, look, we we went up there. It was, it was as I said, the conditions were horrendous, but it was the same for both sides. You know, we were, um, I think, our, our our kind of viewpoint was once we left on Saturday evening that the, the game would go ahead. We didn't want to finish up heading up there and 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 then be, to, to decide on that at Sunday morning at twelve o'clock that the game called off and having to come always back down and back up again. So at least the game was played from that point of view. So we we will have a a free Sunday in some shape or form going forward. So look, just was. As Owen was there, the conditions were horrendous. You know, it was, it was, it was, it's a small enough pitch at the best of times. There was a gale down the wind, uh, wind down the, down the pitch. Um, I, I think at one stage, Colin Spinan got a sharp puck out from Pat Collins and turned and hit it and put it wide. You know, so it was just, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it was, it was very unpleasant. But at the same time, I wouldn't criticise any player yesterday in relation to you know going out and trying to judge players. Um, you know, to, to play in those conditions like yesterday. Yesterday for us was about a bit of character. You know, we went up there. It was, it was difficult. Um, it was a perfect storm, really, for Westmead to have a go off us. Like you know what I mean? If um, if they got ahead, which you know, luckily they didn't in any shape or form, with a bit of with the bit of crowd that they had behind them. And as a, as I am on it, I'm saying, in fairness, there was a few Cork supporters there, which was great to see. That you know, it was a, a long way to go for. I could see Sir Lebord behind the goal actually was, in the little highlights. There was a few of them there, and I'm in fairness, like in the county board should give them a free pass for next Sunday's game, uh, because it's in fairness them to go all the way up there. Like it was totally unpleasant. But well, there's an idea. Yeah, so you know, just just do something. Some yeah. ju- just I suppose just to. Just to register the fact that they were there, and you know, it's a fair play to them. So it was, it was great to see it, and we needed it because we were, you know, when the game got tight, and you know, Westmead brought it back to two points twice in the second half, and we got a lucky goal. Like, we got a lucky goal that gave us a bit of a, a bit of a bit of room, like to, to kind of see it out. But um, you know, it was it was it was a tough day at the office, like you know, and um, you know, we we we, we ground it out. There was a bit, there was a bit of character there in the second half because at halftime it wasn't it wasn't looking great, but um, you know, um, the way things went. But look, we'll, we'll move on fairly quickly because it, it was, yep. as I say, it was a game for hurling. Um, and I'm going to give you a complete free pass on the scoreline and everything. Even though I was in a lovely, cosy <laughs> studio in RTE and there was two Cork lads with us, Rory O'Neill being one of them, obviously. And uh, the Cork game is fairly tight, lads. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were watching the other two games. And, uh, but, um, Owen, did you, did you see something in Westmead that might suggest that they might be able to stay in Division 1? They're probably likely to be in the final of the relegation the big one I suppose and that is Leash and Carlo on the other side to know who they'll play but did you see yeah Gerlach won't thank me for saying now but Westmead and Division 1 Hurling could have done with Westmead causing a shock there yesterday and they were very very close like Cork were in, were in trouble at half time 
they had a hurricane behind them and they were only three up at half time there was and even look the Westmeath manager was the first to accept it he was like today could have been should have been the day we made history and we didn't um, now credit to Cork they showed character to never let Westmeath get back on um, on level pegging but Westmeath missed a chance there and they could have done with it from the sense that like we know the three teams have come up um, and there is an imbalance you know with regard to Carlo, Leash and Westmeath you look at their score differences after three games they're what minus 35 minus 40 they're out of their depth so this would have would have done something to to rectify that and it might have also convinced bosses in Croker to, to persist with this to say do you know what there actually is benefits to having Westmeath and the likes up in this top division they're getting the exposure and they're capable on the very rare occasion of, of taking a scalp they didn't and they'd be massively disappointed um, yeah they're going to be in that relegation final I'm not too sure Carlo obviously have to play Leash so whoever loses that and one will go down um, there are benefits to Westmead being up there but when they're getting yesterday aside like they're getting heavy beatings um, every other week so I suppose you have to look at it long term you know are they better off down with their own standard in Division 2A or do you leave them up here for a couple of years but um, they'll be competitive in um, in Joe McDonough and if Leinster goes up to 6 then they have the opportunity to get up there and, and stay up there for a couple of years yeah they have like you just can't keep playing your own standard all the time if you're going to progress yeah you know um, I spent long enough in the early days of my career in Division 2 and, and being beaten by teams that weren't supposed to beat them and coming out of places like Trim winning by a point and you know, we we had to be exposed and get get hidings to try and see what the level is and can we get there? And I suppose the same with, with Watford for a long time, uh, Michael. Um, you'd say probably Leash would be the best of the three of them at the moment with Eddie and, and Niall Cochran and, and that there. They, and I mean, they have Dublin beat them seven, Clear beat them eight yesterday, I think, was it? And they, God, they had it back to three points with 15 minutes to go also with the wind. Yeah, and I suppose, look, uh, just on, on the likes of Westmead and Leash and Carlo, I suppose the other side of things, while, while the beatings are, I suppose, significant, even though there wasn't that much between Warford and Westmead last week, it was competitive enough. I suppose the one thing about the league and the weather, weather, we, we, weather is a wicked leveller at times as well, like, you know what I mean? It makes games very tight, but I suppose from a, if the weather was better yesterday from a Westmead supporter, from a six or seven-year-old, wouldn't you love to go in and see Patrick Horgan or whoever coming up from Cork? You see, that's the other side of things. While the defeat, the defeat can be deflating, it brings probably prestige and uh, and the fact that they're coming up against these players and see what it's like. It definitely, whereas if Westmead are playing whoever in a Division 2 game, are the supporters now? Yesterday is a different case in terms of in terms of supporters going, but are the supporters going to go out and see him against those players? Whereas you get to go out and see him against the best players in the country coming to their own backyard. That's that's the flip side of it as well. And, and I know that the the defeat defeat and the the level of defeat is a big thing. But yeah, leash in terms of leash yesterday, I saw I saw him, and in fairness, they were, I suppose they were brilliant at carrying the ball I suppose the the problem was that the finish they had two goal chances yesterday the clear goal he made one great uh, great save there at vital times another time the leash full forward the, it was very unlucky a, a long a, a long ball came in just flicked it yeah. and went out wide and the other touched us yeah, in the net yeah so like goals make a massive difference during the league it, 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 and in fairness to leash in the first half they owned the ball and I think clear the, the style of play they have will always play well against the wind because they're, they're they're able to work the ball, work the ball and, and, and go through the channels. That's the way they play, uh, similar maybe to Warford over the years. They, they work the ball up and play better against that that raining 80-yard ball, you know. And in fairness, I, I, I was impressed with Leash, but I suppose just in front of goal, teams like Westmead and, and Leash and Carlo, they have to take the opportunity when they arise in terms of goals and things like that. And and they had they had two goal chances where it's clear didn't uh, have any yesterday. I don't think it, it, real goal ch- threats, you know. So you know you, you have to take it when it's there. And and if they got ahead with that wind, who knows what the result would be? But in fairness, from a clear perspective, you'd have to be impressed the way they drove on. Yeah, they might have had one, and it might have been the black card uh, but we're going on so long today we're going to leave it for the next couple of weeks because talk of sin bins and everything like that I think Podge was pulled down by Enderol and near the end and he's about to pull the trigger but uh, God Enderol and the sum keeper in fairness to him and I must say um, a quick bit about Clare after this uh, Paddy Purcell what a game he played yesterday absolutely wing forward defiant sweeper defiant you know he'd really you know himself and Willie Dunphy really fit in and that's not being patronising now to say 
like Shane Conway we could talk about it's not I'm not trying to be like that they have a load of good players and Chao Dwyer is such a loss to them like he he was pivotal that day to beat Dublin last year and he's gone but um, from a clear point of view Brian Lohan's really experimenting at the moment isn't he uh, Dave McInerney midfield Shane Golden never heard of him being anywhere near a full back line before but looked okay yesterday you know be, albeit at times Leash had only two up and, and there was a bit more space but a guy you'd know Liam Curry from the college yeah I would have known him very well um, but again I would have seen him play but like, watching him last night looked very comfortable uh, coming in cornerback and did really well but again I suppose like you you, you know teams are teams they'll have to look at, at experimentation you can't just keep going out with the same guys all the time there's guys in the panel they're coming down training and you have to respect that they have to be given a chance at the top level otherwise you, you, you know you won't build up your panel uh, you'll have no trust in these guys you have to see them in in, 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 in in this environment where they can go out and play and it's a huge bonus all of a sudden if a guy like Liam Curry comes in and all of a sudden you say well he can perform at this level this is a plus uh, and it, it strengthens your squad and I think that um, you know that's what the league is about. We're going through a league championship again in a couple of months' time in, in the Munster Championship. So you have to try and find players. We've, we're playing three weeks in a row at the end of it. Like, so we're going to have to do to make sure that we have a squad yeah. um, that's going to be strong enough because you know we won't survive with, 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 with 15 or 18 players. So I think all squads now are looking at players, trying to find two or three guys that will make a difference, that they know they've tried during the league. They then say, yeah, they've impressed us. They can do and they can perform here. Uh, and he was very impressive yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, great start for Brian Lohan, I suppose, three wins out of three. He'd been expected to win the two home games he won, but a good win in Wexford. Wexford bounce back, Brick. Um, when, when John Donnelly, I know that was documented last night, but I mean, I know he rolled out the big guns, Davey, but I mean, how much of an impact did these guys have on the game? Now, I know there was a lot of tired legs of Kikini at that stage, having battled against the wind for, for 35 minutes and, and battled hard then to get ahead, great goal by Bailey Ryan. Two brilliant points for Richie Hogan and then the John Dandy point, but like in terms of like Chin and and D O'Keefe took over the game as such, uh, well aided by Rory O'Connor and, Ma- and Matthew O'Hanlon and and uh, even with the wind, I think if the match went on another few minutes, Wexford won by three or four, and mm. they have a bit of a streak got over Kilkenny. Well, yeah, I think I think they haven't been beaten by Kilkenny since two thousand seventeen, is it? Do you know what I mean? Well, six it's, games it's, anyway. Yeah, like w- which is which is massive, but like you see it, and going back to the Westmead point, Wexford Wexford were in Division Two up to I don't know three or four years ago, and the way they've dri- driven on, like you know, and the underage underage work they've done and, and been competitive in under 21s over the last couple of years but that's what you want you want your real leader stepping up to the fore and and, and and driving on during the league that's what that's what Wexford have they have they have a core group of players that are that are the best players week in week out and, and Davy has brought huge consistency to Wexford that's the big thing they're, they're, they're really driving on um, every week I suppose they would have been disappointed and that, that's another when your style of play has changed they would have been disappointed with the clear game in, in, in the fact that a man was sent off and they, they couldn't drive on and I suppose they have a set style of play which probably isn't isn't suitable for, for them to play and at, at times we, we were guilty of it in Warford we weren't able to when when things transpire and you're not able to change that that could be an aspect I suppose Wexford need to work on uh, when they have the opportunity against Tip last year as well you would have seen that they had the opportunity to drive on but when you're used to playing a specific style it, 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 it doesn't really uh, help you in those circumstances uh, when, when they have the when they have two extra men I suppose as such like you know and, and and it's a, proven to be a problem. But in fairness, their their main men are are, are, are driving on, and Conor McDonald is coming to coming to form as well. He's getting goals again, like you know, which is massive for them. But their main men are really driving on, like you know. Yeah, and on, I just before we, we we tip on, I just want to ask you about, about Liam Cal coming in, and I thought Jack O'Connor really yesterday like was he's turned into a bit of a beast wing forward, like in that he can absolutely win puck outs and you have to say when the likes of Liam Og McGovern and Chin and himself are in a half hour line it's going to be fairly potent like would they, they might not quite have the depth that a Limerick have but when they're their best 15 they're, they, they are a fair weapon now you know that um, well, Limerick, to be fair, seem to, as you've said there, like Limerick seem to have the, the mix right. They 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 have the the big men to win the ball and and they really play to a plan. The right men are always hitting the ball in. Uh, I was watching Dan Morris the last couple of days and and he's he's great winner of the ball, but he passes it on to the likes of Donald Donahoe and, and those fellas to to or Donald Donovan to, to to leave it into the forwards. You know, they they really play to the game plan, but they have. 
they have a massive threat that, that a lot of teams don't have in the country They're, they have ball winners that can win and they st- they have pace I suppose the one thing is uh, they're, they're, they're in their most of those fellas are in their early to mid 20s so in another couple of years that pace might might leave mm. them a bit quicker because of the size but at the moment like they're they, they have uh, and especially during the winter winter a winter league like this they have the, the the armory to go along win the ball and take on their men and in fairness as you've said Wexford have that as well like you know and, and, and the three of those boys in the half forward line but it makes a massive massive difference when you can win that 50-50 primary ball you know and that's you know this as you said about Limerick this is probably their window really you know they, they will have younger players coming on we see like Conor Boylan winning a, a Fitzgibbon and Ronan Connolly and, and they will have players obviously coming along and there's still massive work being done at schools and, and, and academy level there but uh, this is their window I don't know if you've gone to the Waterford games yet it can be hard after after giving up but you you, you know what I mean you're not I know there's a, uh, Liam made a few sweeping changes down there and a lot of talk about it but you, you didn't come into that category you, you were able to walk on your own terms I suppose uh, so it's easier tip over to Walsh Park then in that respect <laughs> Ah well, I'd say I'd say to be fair to him, I'd say uh, I'd say if I was if I was uh, winging to go back in there, I'd say he would have been happy enough that that he didn't have to make that call. But to be fair to him, he seems to look. He started well, and again, it's very early days. As Gerard said, like a lot of teams are only uh, finding their way. Like you know, Warford after having uh, two good wins, but again, you can't be getting carried away with winning the game in it last day of uh, January was it against Cork? You know, like it, it's very early days, but you have to be impressed with Liam and what he's doing. You know. He's bringing a great work ethic to Warford. You know, again, uh, during the league, having a big work ethic will get you a long ways because of the weather, the conditions. You know, if your team is willing to to dive on that ball and work work as hard as they possibly can, it'll get you a long way. You know, uh, especially you now. To be fair, the other side of things, there's a lot of very good young talent in Warford, uh, which which works well with that. But early days early signs it's going it's going well but it is very early days ah yeah and we were very conscious of that as well that there'll be bigger days to talk about and days we'll have to cut the shite out of Cunningham in here by we're looking forward to one of those days we won't say we're looking forward to a couple of them because you'd be out of it then come here is, is uh, in golf and parlance is next weekend moving weekend uh, next weekend is an interesting weekend we've two to go um, you know so we probably we're probably going to need to um, get a result in either either of those two games. So, like you know, home home venue next Sunday. Uh, looking forward to you know to 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 bringing Limerick down to Cork. Um, you know, it, it's if you look at the pitches yesterday. Like, there's, I suppose the one thing in our favour, well, it was the last is that that pitch now is really is superb, superb. and now they spent a lot of money doing it up, but it it looks magnificent. So, we're looking forward to for for you know for Limerick coming down. Um, it should be a great occasion. Hopefully, the weather will be better. But uh, you know, we've. Especially in the league, I think home matches are like are important. If you can win your home matches, you know, and we get to get the crowd behind us, get the support behind us again, and uh, if we if we get a result next Sunday, I think we'd be we'd have a chance of being in the quarter final or semi final later on. You know, so it's grand. So, um, but again, it's it's a great challenge, great test for us. They look they're coming down as the lads were saying, best team in the country probably with their pan at the moment, where they're able to chop and change, and they're bringing in guys who are who are not weakening the team. Um, so again, it'll be it'll be great for us. Give us a, give us a, a great idea as to where we're at in relation to you know the players, some of the players we're trying out, uh, and having a look at them that we can test them against the best in the country could, and see where we go. Could potentially be the first of four meetings this year, maybe. You yeah, never know. Yeah, and that's the way it could pans out. We don't know. We've played them already in the Munster League final. That's it gives right. a bit of a trimming. You yeah. know what I mean? The second half. Um, so again, like they're like they look they look really strong. They look you know they've put a lot of whatever whatever troubles were. Um, there at the end of the season in, in, in the States kind of seems to have moved on very quickly and there's no talk about it and it's um, they seem to be very united and um, you know very focused on what they're trying to do this year so um, I wouldn't mind playing them four times this year Taylor to be honest if we get a chance yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that would yeah. mean you're there near the end of <laughs> August yeah I'll chalk it down yeah and like obviously we have a great game in Nolan Park as well kind of a top of the table and Obviously, Claire's experimentation, I'd say, might uh, be limited for this one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I suppose after the weekend, you get a, at this weekend we'll see, uh, you know, a lot of situations. You've got Claire, Kilkenny, Dublin, Wexford. You know, you know, there's a lot but of East matches Carla. there. East Carla matches as well. So I think you know, after next weekend, you've better ideas to wait. I say the way the league is going to pan out. And uh, Larry could Tipperary do with two points. Then we're where are we? We're in the Mecca. That's McDonough Park, I think, on uh, Nina and Sunday. Are we? Yeah. 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 My suit, Westmead. What are the tight confines? <laughs> I tell you, I tell you one thing. You want to be, 
Yeah, and that's that's an issue because that Galway game obviously won't be able to be played under lights. I think Galway don't have lights. No. Is there lights in tune? have enough problems now without, oh. um, without trying to put up floodlights or source money to put Is there lights in tune? Oh. There is, no, there's not. Is there not? No. Someone said that to me yesterday. Duggan Park in Banislow. Oh, Banislow. Yeah. Oh, Used sh- to be the... You would have played league matches there. Yeah. Say, you would have played league matches. Mark Joe Rabbit there wasn't too pleasant though, I'm telling you the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm from that side of the county, so obviously there's awful angst that we constantly have to traipse over to Salt Hill. You know, Carlin people in East Galway hate going over there. They would see Duggan as the spiritual home, but it just doesn't have the, the capacity to host these league fixtures but yeah it's, it's the main the main venue yeah, it, was a great, it was a great atmosphere there now for a big league game it was it sure was um, ok guys uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that it's a very interesting talk I suppose it was a weekend it's limited um, we even got a half an hour off league Sunday last night um, <laughs> because we had enough to talk about but all that was off but as I said, that black card thing is going to be a big debate. Uh, we need you in for that, Joe Cunningham. <laughs> and Brick, we definitely need you in for it because you could you could have seen a couple of those. <laughs> but uh, brilliant to have you, lads. And thanks to Larry, Ger, Owen and Michael. It's fantastic to have you. We'll hopefully have you again for the summers out now that you're a free agent there. And uh, we, we'd love to have you because I know could, your, your opinion would be hugely valued out there. And uh, we'll talk to you all again next week, folks. Alliance, supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.